Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are a swing and a miss. Who won and who lost this year's MLB trade deadline? More conference realignment in college sports? Jalen Brown staying in Boston. Saquon gets a new deal with the New York Giants. The Dallas Cowboys lock down their lockdown corner. Justin Herbert gets a big old back cash. The NFL season is just around the corner, previewing the AFC North division. With that, I give you our Chief Fire Fire Brigade, Rob Cow. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on a Wednesday night, live in the studio in Matt's basement. Uh, like Colton said, we're going to start out with a trade le- deadline. They backed it up one day. They moved it from the 31st of July to the 1st of August. I don't know what the significance of that was, but anyway, that's the way it worked out. So everybody got their trades done before they played a game in August. But uh, yeah, the the winners and losers, I don't know. I got some, I got some notes. I got some losers, I guess, more than winners. We'll see it kind of early to tell, but the, you know, the Mets had a yard sale there, I think, you know, dealing Verlander and Scherzer both to teams in Texas. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it looks like, looks like Houston's going to try to make a push by picking up Verlander um, and also uh, Jordan Montgomery and some help in the bullpen with the role as Chapman and Chris Staten. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, they're already leading the, leading their, uh, their division and, uh, our, our guardians are struggling a little bit with Houston right now. So, <laughs> right. And then, uh, you know, can Scherzer regain some of his, some of his luster in, in Texas there? I don't know. And I think they got a deal on Scherzer with only uh 22 and a half million for the rest of this year and all of 24. I think if, you know, if, if he can regain some of that, some of that luster, I think that that's good money there. I don't know. And then, you know, the big news or the big talk prior to the, expiration was was Otani staying in, in LA and, and and he did they you know they're kept him for another year and we'll see what happens next year when he's a free agent but, so you think uh, keeping him makes the angels a winner or a loser this deal because if, if he doesn't stay around then they, they blew their shot to, uh-huh. to really yeah. get the, I, get the bag for the yeah, guy I, I agree man it's too early to tell you know is trout gonna get healthy is that you know I don't yeah. I don't know is, Right, right. Obviously, the Angels made a few moves of their own, you know, bringing in a couple guys, um, you know, from from the White Sox or whatever to kind of help bolster that team a little bit. But is it enough to really make, you know, a playoff push at this point? Um, You know, obviously, that's the teams that were making deals are the teams that are, you know, trying to make that second half surge or, you know, late season surge to really. Surprisingly, though, that was was a lot more of the MLB than we've seen in years past. Mm -hmm. I think there was was only like five teams that were sellers this year. Mm -hmm. Everybody Mm -hmm. else was trying to buy or trying to yeah, do yeah. something to make their team better right that, that right. just tells you the amount of teams that are in this race right now mm-hmm. at least within a, a shot of wild card grass yeah yeah but, you know I, I definitely agree with your dad on the loser here it's, it's got to be the new york mets they've been making all those additions the last few off seasons mm-hmm. had people thinking this team was world series or bust right and they're one, one of the worst teams in, in mlb mm-hmm. and trading trading away the fire sale of like and, you know to me houston's turned into the to the 2020 decade of the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, they're just, just buying everything they can get their hands on. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, speaking of the Yankees and the Red Sox, for that matter, uh, Red Sox two and a half games out of a wild card and the Yankees three and a half game. They, neither one of those teams really did anything to, right. yep. to help them. So I don't know if they're thinking that their current lineup is, you know, maybe, you know, 
Aaron Judge getting healthy now, maybe for the Yankees, and mm-hmm. their current lineups are going to be enough to get him over the hump. Right, right, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens. Cole, what's your thoughts on winners and losers? Yeah, I think for excuse me for me for my loser, you know, I'll be kind of mentioned it. The I got the got the New York Yankees as my kind of biggest loser. And I think it for the Yankees, they were kind of in a in a tough spot. I think at the same time because they couldn't really be buyers because they didn't really have much to give away or you know, to sell. So, you know, you put yourself in a, in a hard spot, but I guess this is just, you know, when it comes trade deadline, when the big names are out there, you know, the big guys that are kind of floating around there, the Yankees are always in the mix, but this trade deadline, it never seemed like, you know, the Yankees really were on the radar or, you know, whatever it was. Yes. It's just a, a kind of a changing of the guard than what we're, you know, from what we're used to seeing with, you know, Yankees teams of past that, yeah, if the first half went bad or, you know, didn't go according to plan, you blow it all up in the second half, you got somewhat of a, you know, completely new team. And that's what we've seen with the with the Yankees the last several years. But, you know, this year they decided to kind of stay stay pat. I mean, they are sitting dead last. I mean, they are – it's kind of funny. In their own division, they're three games above 500, but they're still dead last in their, in their division. So, uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, tough, tough division. The AL, you know, it's going to be going to be tough. Obviously, they're – more than likely going to be fighting for for a wild card spot. I don't see them making a big enough push to take over the division, but right. you know they're still in the hunt, obviously for for a wild card spot. And obviously, you get to the playoffs, and anything anything can happen. But uh, yeah, for me, I just you know think my big big loser here is is the Yankees, um, and then my my winner is uh, you know a team that we we talked about, and that's the that's the Texas Texas Rangers. Um, this is a team that you know has committed. The past two off seasons uh, committed over seventy five seven hundred and fifty million dollars to various players on their roster, and it's and it's paying dividends. You know, we've seen obviously the Mets spent an astronomical astronomical number, you know, on their roster, and it it didn't. But you know, the Rangers, you know, made moves the past two seasons, picked up a guy here, guy there, whatever, spent spent some money, and it's paying off for them. And then you know, I think a position where they were were, were kind of weak was the starting rotation. They're down right now. They're down their two best pitchers, um, you know, Jacob DeGrom, which is one of their big acquisitions that they got this past offseason. He won't be coming back. He's having, you know, Tommy John surgery, so they're not getting him back. Then Nathan Evaldi, who they brought in as well, uh, just went on the DL with a, uh, a forearm strain. So no timetable of when he'll, he, he will be back, but, you know, how soon or whatever. So what do they do? They they go out and, you know, trade and make some trades to, to bring in two, you know, big guns, Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery to bolster that that starting rotation, um, you know, and then added, you know, a couple good relief pitchers in Aroldis Chapman and, and Chris Stratton as well. So for me, the Rangers saw the Astros are, are hot right now. They're only a half game behind the Rangers in the AL West, and in the they Rangers, serve. right? Yeah, and the Rangers, you know, saw that and they're like, man, if we don't, you know, we don't start bolstering this roster, you know, we may be on the outside looking in here. So, you know, hats off to the Rangers front office for recognizing, you know, one of their maybe weaknesses on on that team, and and you know, making some moves to help help bolster their mm-hmm. their weak spot. So we'll see how the how the you know kind of the rest of the season plays out there. But yeah, it's going to be going to be an interesting tight battle. You know, it will be interesting to see the crown for the AL West. Does it come down to Verlander versus Scherzer in a battle, you know, again, winner take all type situation where, you know, they were, they were teammates, but now they're, you know, could be going against each other on the, on the mound. So 
Yeah, you know, for me, I got I got a winner being the San Diego Padres. While they didn't go out and make any huge splashes, they, mm-hmm. they added a ton of quality pieces mm-hmm. to, to really help bolster this lineup. They added a platoon at first base and Garrett Cooper and a G-Man Choi. Uh, we got a right, one bats from the right side, one bats from the left side. So mm-hmm. it gives them some options there. They, they figure one will play first base, the other will uh, be the DH. Yeah. So that'll help bolster the lineup through there. Their first base was like the, the glaring hole on their, their offense. Their mm-hmm. first baseman was having an abysmal season. So you know, they went out they got those pieces to help there. And then they also got a pair of decent picks, uh, picking up uh, – Starting pitcher Rich Hill from the um, from Pirates, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Pirates yeah. and they got uh, the relief pitcher Scott Barlow. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, they did some nice things to really help bolster this lineup. They haven't been playing up to par, but they've got a lot of talent in this team. Mm-hmm. So these pieces are, are enough to kind of get them back into the hunt of things. They, right. they could make some noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and with the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers obviously still in first place in that in that division, but you know, this isn't the same Dodgers team that again we're used to seeing where they're so far ahead in first place or whatever. I mean, there's still time for somebody to make a move out there that the Dodgers, you know, aren't so far ahead or, you know, don't already have the division somewhat wrapped up that, you know, any, anything could, anything could happen here. Well, I got my, you know, my big, my winner, I don't want to say big winner, but my winner I think would be the, the angels by, you know, putting some faith in the roster that they have and then trying to go get it, you know, a little bit of help with Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez even though their stats have not been great this year, I think, you know, they're counting on um, Mike Trout coming back and giving them that push, you mm-hmm. know, at the plate and um, his le- veteran leadership. And then, but my losers, I got to go with the twins and the guardians in mm-hmm. the American league central. Yeah. I mean, one of these teams is going to win that woeful <laughs> AL set somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're both sitting at about 500 right now, but somebody's going to win it. So you're not going to, you're not going to get a wild card. There's only going to be one team that comes out of that division. But to me, it's almost like, okay, we'll go, we'll make it to the playoffs and we'll get bounced in the first round because, right. you know, none of them went, went and got any help. And like Colton said, you get into the play, anything can happen in the postseason. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think you got to give your team a chance. And, you know, really these two teams, you look at the teams that they've won against and the teams that they've lost, they're, they're beating the bad teams, but they can't beat getting killed can, by the good. Yeah. Teams. So I, I guess to me, you know, and right now, you know, the twins are a couple games up on the guardian. So, you know, at this point it looks like they may, you know, take, take the, take the AL central. So, you know, so you're just saying, okay, season's over then. Yeah. Well, at least the, I mean, the Indians did go out and they, they got right. Thor there from, uh, so, yeah, the first game he out, he gets hit in the leg. So it's like, how long is he out now? You know? I mean, yeah, he, he looked good. Yeah, I watched I mean, the I watched innings things. he pitched. He looked great, but yeah, then he got hit by a you know a line drive right, right. to the leg and had to leave. And, and right, the after guy, that, right after that, the, the Guardians fell a, apart. So yeah, the guy hits a three run bomb right off. The <laughs> yeah, bat. so it's like it's not getting off to a great a great start. And then gave they got no hit last night. Yeah, they got, right. gave up the third no hitter <laughs> in right, the season right. last so year. It, last night, yeah, and that's been their Achilles heel all season is offense and you know i don't know they it just didn't seem like even the trades that they did make or you know some of the guys that they did trade away they, areas of need. they didn't get anything back you know really to you know anything immediate help i guess they did get a bunch of prospects that are you know top guys in in various farm systems but again those guys don't usually don't pan out right away it, yeah. it takes a year or two before they're right. ready to you know really step into the lineup and I mean, this Guardians team's already the youngest, or one of the youngest lineups in baseball, and 
heck can you get much younger other than you know what what they got yeah signing kids right out of high school (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so i don't know we'll see yeah somebody's got to win that al central i don't know who it is but (laughs) it it may be somebody gets into the playoffs with a losing record at this point so it's not looking good good. all right well let's move on to some college football news colorado going back to the big 12 um, they've been in the Pac-12 since, what, 2011? Yep. And that was the only year that they had a winning season mm-hmm. in the Pac-12. They went 10-4 and four that year, and then they've not won more than three conference games since since that year. Wow. So, I guess I don't I don't really understand. I, I, you know, are they, are they looking to be more of a player? But, I mean, you look at the Big 12, some of the teams that are playing well, you know, you got – Baylor, you got TCU, you got Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. Cincy in there now. I mean, Houston. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really see how they how they help themselves. It's got to be it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all a pure money, money grab. Yeah, the Big Twelve has media rights that if, to, to get a full share of that, you get thirty two million dollars a year. That the rumored Pac 12s new deal with the media was going to be significantly less than that. Gotcha. So that this was all about bringing in bringing in the dollar. I, like you said, I don't think it does much for Colorado. What it does for the Big Twelve is it brings prime time to the Big Twelve. So that I mean, right. they, they bought prime time is what they did. You mm-hmm. know, that, this was all about Deion Sanders for the Big Twelve, not about Colorado as a as a sports school or being able to contribute on on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think uh, you know, obviously a big hit for the Pac twelve, who you know at this point is is scrambling to mm-hmm. even stay together or stay you know, as a as a conference, but you know. Not too many, you know, shows ago we were talking about, you know, Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 and the Big 12 being in danger of being mm-hmm. able to stay afloat or whatever. Obviously, they made some moves of bringing in, you know, Houston and, and Cincinnati and uh, BYU and, you know, some others into the mix. Uh, but I think it really does help them bringing in, you know, Colorado, you know, obviously before joining the big, you know, the big or joining the Pac-12 world, Colorado has been, you know, historically they've had some good seasons or they've had some, you know, decent, I'm not saying that they've always been, you know, national championship mm-hmm. contenders, but they've, you know, been, been some decent teams or whatever, um, you know, obviously had, you know, little to no success when they joined the, joined the Pac-12, um, but, you know, it's a big, a big win for the Big 12 in the sense of trying to keep their conference, you know, somewhat right. afloat, if you will, while the Pac-12 is, yeah, they're they're reeling at this yeah, point. They're, they're quickly uh, falling into nothing. I mean, there's right. just rumors of now Oregon, um, Washington, Washington, Utah, and one other going all being uh, suited by the Big Ten. Right. So the Big Ten's after those guys. Right. And, Arizona, yeah. Arizona State has said something about you know possibly joining the Big Twelve as well. Yeah. So it's it's yeah it's I mean, looking. It's going to be down to a three team league because the, the Big Ten's also. It sounds like they're going after a couple of ACC schools as well. Yep, I heard yep. Clemson and Florida yep. State right. both both have wow. an interest in the Big Ten as well. So right. this could get get out of control real fast as mm-hmm. far as you know. Yeah, conferences going here. I was I was talking to somebody about this, uh, you know, before. You know, is this going to be a thing? You know, because obviously, yeah, this is a money driven thing with all the TV deals. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something where we're constantly having teams move every time that a new league is. It, the the new deals are only going to keep getting bigger. Right. That's how it's just going to go. It's it's kind of like the real estate market. You know, the 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 prices are only going to keep going higher. Um, so every time that the new league is ready to get a new TV deal, do we start more teams flock from their old 
conference yeah, to the new conference yeah, because it's like, oh, this this conference is going to get a new big deal. We uh, can get or, in on this or money. Are we just going to get to the point where it's Big Ten versus SEC? And right. We, we basically got, you know, East, West, North, South type right. deal. Yeah, I mean, that might be the only way to prevent it. Those are the two that always it. get the largest right. TV deal. Right, 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 exactly. That may be the only way to prevent it is, you know, to have only, yeah, again, a couple conferences. So, yeah, it doesn't do you any benefit to jump from one to the other because, right. yeah, it, it you know, you're probably going to be playing – the same teams anyways or whatever. So yeah, I just get it. It's very interesting with all, yeah, with all this alignment, you know, realignment and everything like that, that, yeah, it just seems like teams are just going to keep constantly jumping every time there's some kind of new media deal or TV deal that comes available because it's always going to be the next next big thing or, you know, the next big money pot or whatever. So it's like, yeah, we're going to continue to, you know, see a bunch of moves or whatever. But yeah, I almost wonder if we get to the point where we start seeing conferences kick teams out that mm-hmm. aren't holding their weight that right, are right. kind of you know it's like making like that rele- package not look as good. right like relegated like you yeah. know they do in you know in yeah. professional soccer where you know yeah if you don't perform you get bumped down to the lower league or you know if you do well in a lower league you or get you're not promoted. getting the ratings you're when you're on tv you're right. not getting the viewer ratings yeah. so they're yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they're i don't know it could it could get very very crazy but uh yeah i think the pac-12 is definitely definitely in trouble just because they're trying to negotiate a new TV deal right now. Like you said, it, it doesn't seem like it's it it's going in the right direction. Um, although I did hear that Apple is potentially one of the suitors. And, oh, no. you know, we know they obviously haven't been a part of, you know, the mix yet. And usually when it's a new company trying to get into the game, they, they throw, throw a, a they throw a bag of money right, or, you know, right. whatever. And, you know, good or bad, you know, we'll, we'll find out. But, you know, that could be something that does maybe help the Pac-12 is that, you know, Apple comes in as a new a new suitor here and, you know, maybe keeps the conference going right. um, because, yeah, I think we may see some more teams leaving and I think it all hinges on this TV deal because I don't know if it was the president or the AD at, at Arizona basically said like, yeah, we're not leaving yet. We want to wait and see what this TV deal is mm-hmm, and then right. we'll make our decision. So I think, yeah, this, this – TV deal. So, you know, all the pressure is on the Pac-12, you know, commissioner to get, you know, get something, because if not, I think you could start seeing yeah. all the teams, well, you know, well, disband. Like it didn't just help having their biggest marketable guy, like Coach Prime going out the door. I mean, mm-hmm. ESPN's already, you know, all selling over. their first game right, of right. Coach Prime, and it's, it's been a commercial all about Deion Sanders. Right, you right. Know, you're hardly even talking about Colorado, but it's, it's propping them up and talking about them just because of him. Mm-hmm. They, they just lost their biggest draw with that. Right, right. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll see. It's, yeah, crazy time in college, you know, college sports because obviously Colorado is not just joining the Big 12 in, in football. It'll be, you know, basket, you know, all the sports or whatever sure. that they'll be joining. So it'll be, you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of changes. And, yeah, I think still a lot of a lot of moves to – and it's it's crazy to think that yeah we're you know only a handful of weeks obviously the Colorado's move won't take place until next season but you know we're a handful of weeks from football season starting and we're still talking about where teams are going to be playing right. in, you know in a year or whatever it just seems so late in the game that it's like yeah, yeah it, it you know from this year to next year it, it could be a total you know totally different and, and you know chaos if you will. Um, of, of teams that yeah used to be in this conference that aren't in this conference and they're in this conference and yeah try to try to keep track of it. It's, it's gotta it's gotta hurt recruiting too right. for these schools right. not not knowing what conference they're gonna be in who right. they're gonna be playing against right. what, what type of exposure they might get right yeah makes it, it makes it tough it's, yeah it's gotta yeah, be tough. I agree. Well, speaking of a bag of money, oh. Jalen Brown, yeah. <laughs> yes sir, 
five years, three hundred and four million guaranteed, yep. richest max. contract to date, and he's not the best player in the league. He's not, not even, even the close. best player on his team. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think this will be short lived. I mean, yeah. the next the next contract. But I think I got to give Boston credit. You know, he did. You know, career highs and all career highs last year for him in his stats: twenty six point six points a game. 49% shooting, 6.9 rebounds a game and three and a half assists. We're all highs or tied highs of every league he's, or every year he's been in the league. But uh, I got to give Boston credit. You know, they, they, they want to keep this guy. Been, you know, he's been with Boston his whole career since getting drafted third overall in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also went and, you know, added Chris Stapps Porzingis, you know, to their roster. So another $30 million a year contract. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I tell you what, I you know I think Boston they they think they're right there. They just need that that little right. little push to get them over the top. And I think maybe by locking down one of their stars and adding another, mm-hmm. I think you know they're they're obviously all in on you know on a, on an NBA championship. And if they are all right there, that you know that this sets them up for the long haul because mm-hmm. I mean their their team's young, so it's not yep. like these guys are going to get worse. They're mm-hmm. going to get into the prime of their career. Yeah, he's right? really not even like for NBA. He's not even like. Physically reached his peak. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have Brown, Tatum, and even Przingis, all right. young guys who, mm-hmm. you know, if they have five year deals, right. that they're gonna be together for a while. Right. And if, if this gels and it works, mm-hmm. it's great. Could be dangerous. If it doesn't gel and it doesn't right. work, got a lot you've of money. got no outs. <laughs> you got a lot of money on your hands. People aren't taking these contracts off your hands. Right, right, yeah. Or, or if they are, you're not getting much in return. Right. So, um, you know, and yeah, it's interesting. You, you know, you say. He's not the best player on his team and, you know, whatever. But it's interesting because Tatum is actually due for next yeah. potential next year, next offseason. He's due for his, you know, super max contract. So it'll probably be upwards of $500 million or, you know, whatever. But it's like, where the heck is the Celtics getting all this cash? You know, they're going to be yeah, well over. Make anything. Right. But- all they're over the luxury, and, you know, the luxury nothing. tax at this point. But, you know, yeah, this guy, you know, well, well deserved for him. I mean, uh, this is a guy, yeah, like you said. Career highs this year in, in points. Uh, also shot the best he's ever shot from the from the floor this this past season as well. Um, you know, so yeah, has gotten better every year. He's been in the in the league um, and just continues to to get better. Um, you know, I would say sometimes it does seem like when it comes playoff time, he does kind of fade a little bit mm-hmm. in the in the playoffs. You know, obviously Tatum pretty pretty consistent uh, throughout, you know, throughout the regular season and the, and the playoffs, it seems sometimes, you know, Jalen Brown somewhat fades a little bit in, in kind of those crucial moments. But, uh, you know, outside of that, this guy, yeah, has been, been right there or nice one, two punch with, with Tatum there in the, in the, in the Celtics. Um, so we'll see how it, how it plays out for, for them, but, uh, yeah, they're one, a nice, nice one, two punch and going to be there for a while. And, you know, hopefully then, you know, the Celtics can get a deal done then for, for Tatum next, you know, next year to keep that, keep that duo together. Um, I think it's, yeah, obviously crucial to the Celtics success going, going forward. Um, you know, having, having both of them on the team and have them locked down right. somewhat long-term. I will say though, I, I, I hate this for the league in general of this me first kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys aren't playing for, for what, what could, the team could be. Cause mm-hmm. now there's no room to have any bench players. Mm-hmm. Can't bring anything else in. You know, right. what happened to the days of, Jordan and Pippen, you know, neither of them had super max contract. I mean, they, I'm not saying they didn't get paid, but right. you know, that Jordan took a little less of Pippen could get a little more. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they well, shared the way Rogers just right. did with the jets, you yeah, know, took yeah. a $35 million right. pay cut. So, right. I mean, that's, it, you think if these guys really wanted to win championships, they'd say, okay, 
you know, I'll, I'll take three, you know, two, 280 instead of 304. And right, now, right. now we got some money to play with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I kind of hate that me first attitude. A lot of these players have, but I mean, the, the guy had a great season. So he, he, he kudos to him for getting what he could get. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like that part of the, the whole deal. Right. right. Well, yeah. I, you know, and I, I agree with Colton, you know, Jalen Brown is that's been kind of the knock that he fades into play. And it's mainly been like, from what, you go back and look at those past – it's been like his shot selection seems to – it's almost like he's forcing it or pushing too hard maybe mm-hmm. into playoffs to mm-hmm. to be that guy. And his shot selection, I think, for me, has been one of the uh, – I guess if I have a knock on the kid, that that would be it in the playoffs with mm-hmm. shot selection. So Yeah, yeah. All absolutely. right, well, um, we're going to take a real quick break for a commercial and then uh, – Stick with us. We'll be right back at you. We're going to come at you with some football news. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to fire it up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. All right. The rest of the way here, we're going to talk about NFL. So uh, first off, some big contracts over the last couple weeks. Uh, Say Colin Markley. Signed uh, just a one-year extension, basically $10 million. He wanted a long-term deal, um, but he didn't like the way the negotiations were going. And he actually, he said he didn't like the way it made him look. He's a guy that uh, he's very conscious of his image. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he just felt like, you know, this continued negotiation was making him look greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted, he, and he actually wanted to get into training camp. So he yeah. went ahead and signed this one year deal, mm-hmm. um, gave him just a little bit more, I think, than what he was going to get anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe another million or something of w- over what he was going to get. Right. Um, uh, and you know, I think, I think the, uh, training camp will be better having him there uh, for the other players coming in. I think they're a little surprised. They probably didn't expect to see him until September. And, right. Right. And, uh, but I, 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 I give him credit, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, we'll see what happens if, you know, that he has a good season and, you know, maybe he can, he can work himself into a bigger contract. Yeah. Well, he, he, he could only get a one-year deal once that franchise uh, tag period expired. Mm-hmm. That's all they were allowed to give him at that point was right. one year. So he couldn't even negotiate for long-term anymore at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little surprised he settled for $11 because he, he really didn't get anything out of this deal because 900000 of it is incentive-backed. Mm-hmm. And if they don't make the playoffs, he gets no incentive. All the incentives are tied to, to making, making a playoff run, which I, I guess that's, you know, buying – on yourself and expecting to do great things but it, it, if they don't make playoffs he's right where he was so all that time wasted for for, for nothing really if they don't make the playoffs mm-hmm. but i mean the guy's had a, a great five years so far other than his uh, one injured mm-hmm. injury riddle year he's had five years four thousand two hundred forty nine yards 29 touchdowns and in his healthy years he averages about 1100 yards a season mm-hmm. so and the, the guy deserves a contract. You know, he deserved to get paid. Right. So good for him. Yeah. I, I think it was all about, you know, I think it was all play. about wanting to play. And yeah, his I think image. So. I really, 
I really do listen to interviews, listening to him talk. Um, right. You know, he wanted to just want to wrap it up and get back to football. Yeah. And I think uh, for both, you know, both sides, obviously, yeah, Saquon wants to get back, get back on the field and, and play, uh, you know, and be out there and, you know, help contribute to his team's success. Right. But I think the Giants also have to be, you know, somewhat glad that he's back because, this team is nowhere without him. Right. I mean, this this right. offense, I, you know, no offense to Daniel Jones, but I still don't think the guy is the guy. He's right. not the franchise QB. Um, and, and, and it may be also because, I mean, as far as the weapons go, as far as receivers go, they don't they haven't surrounded him with a bunch of great, you know, great, great receivers at the same time. But, you know, I think, yeah, if Saquon doesn't play or, you know, he decides to hold out or, you know, whatever – this Giants team, I think, takes a giant step back, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball. You become one-dimensional. Right, point. right. Yeah, and I, I just don't think, yeah, there's – the Giants aren't in a place that maybe some of these other teams are in the sense that they don't have a backup where they, you know, for Saquon, where they can throw him in and he's going to do, you know, similar things or whatever. They're not in the position that some right. of these other teams are in. So I think, yeah, it, it definitely was – Good for both sides, you know. I think, yeah, obviously Saquon wanted a little bit longer term, a little bit, little, little bit more money per year and stuff like that. But you well, know, at the end of the day, also, how much pressure was he getting from the other running backs around the league? I, I, they got to be hating this deal right now because right. it really proves what everybody's been saying about all these other guys. running backs. Right, yeah. right. So uh, you know, the fact that he he kind of just kind of settled, yeah, took took it took his lump and, and settled for mm-hmm. what he could get. Right. You know, kudos to him for wanting to play football and, right. and do what he's getting paid to do and right. love. So, right, right. You no know, kudos to that. But like I said, these other running backs, they've got to be hating the fact that right. he signed a one-year, $11 million deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, this is a guy, you know, last year finished fourth in the NFL in, in rushing yards, uh, you know, scored 10 touchdowns and, you know, actually tied the tied the team in, in receptions with, with 57 catches. So that, that does speak volumes, like I said. That's they got no they got no receivers in there, you know, that are, that are out there catching a ton of balls. So, you know, if you're, you know, running back is, is – you know, tied for, you know, first in catches, you know, that, that, that really shows how much they're utilizing him in the offense. So this is, you know, good move for both, for both sides, you know, obviously Saquon, yeah, I think is a guy that just loves the game of football, I think, uh, you know, and, and, you know, wants to get out there and, and, and show what he can do, you know, regardless of what the money, money looks like. Um, but I think, yeah, the giants have to be saying, thank goodness we got, got him right. back yeah. because without him, you know, this team, this team is not, you know, not going to be competing, not only in their division but in the NFC in in, in general. So well, they they should start negotiating now on the, this future long term thing deal because right. they're not they're going to be right back at this exact same point next yeah. next season. Right. So right. a one year deal doesn't buy you a lot of time. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> All right, on to uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They re-signed their uh, you know their cornerback Colton. You know mentioned he's a lockdown corner. And, uh, I gotta yeah. disagree with that a little bit. Uh, you know, he, I'm was a Cowboys entered, fan. he was entering that final year of his rookie contract, and um, he said 17 picks in his three seasons, had 11 in 2021 that led the league. But he's a gambler too. He's mm-hmm. a guy that'll get beat uh, gambling for that interception. He gave up the seventh most receptions in 2022 mm-hmm. and the sixth most yards after catch because mm-hmm. he gets himself out of position. So, uh, you know. I, Five year, ninety seven million. Wow, you know, we'll see. You know, he is he is a great athlete, no doubt about that. But you know, as as far as being a guy that you can put out there on an island, I, I'm not I'm not sure he's the guy. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. He he gambles too much, and a smart quarterback can pick him apart. They can look him off, and next thing you know, that wide receiver is going to be behind him for six because he he bit. 
So I, I, I think, like you said, he, he gambles, he tries to jump plays, and if he guesses wrong, it's disaster for this Cowboy team. And you can't have your franchise cornerback getting beat for 70, 80 yard touchdown passes because mm. he, he gambled and guessed wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's you know obviously very high risk, high reward you know type of player um, in that in that sense. I think for me, I think you know yeah, it's it's you know he's been prolific or you know had had the interceptions you know whatever, but it wasn't like the Cowboys because it, it seems like every you know new deal that we talk about. It, it's always bigger than last. Well, this guy, yeah, he got big, big contract, but he ain't the highest paid corner yeah, in the league. Five. So he's, you know, he's towards, I'm not saying he's toward the bottom. He's obviously, you know, towards the top 10 there or whatever, but you know, it wasn't, you know, I think, I don't know if that played consideration that, you know, yeah, he's, he's good or he, you know, has, mm-hmm. you know, great, you know, skills at the, at the corner position, but he's not, you know, the elite or the most elite guy. So they didn't, you know, pay him, the most money of any right. corner or whatever didn't feel that he deserved the most money. So, you know, I think at the same time, they, they may have taken that into consideration that, yeah, he's had some, you know, some gambles that have, you know, really cost him in the sense, or, you know, cost him in some big, some possible big games or, you know, whatever, some crucial moments. Uh, but, you know, like I said, this, this guy come has come in and, and, you know, I, I can remember when they, when they drafted him his rookie year, I mean, th- this team was ready to cut him first this was a guy who was horrible in his rookie season and has only gotten I think a little bit better yeah has he gambled a little bit more you know taken some more risk as he you know has gotten improved a little bit yeah I think so but I think he's continuing to refine his game and, and, and get a little bit better compared to when he came in the league I mean yeah he was a second second round pick by the Cowboys back in 2020 um and yeah like I said that first year there were, you know, people that were, you know, ready to, you know, cut him, cut him loose type deal. But he made a big jump then from, from, you know, that rookie season to the second year, um, and and is continuing, I think, to get, get better. You know, I hope that maybe that's what they're banking on. Yeah, I, I hope at this point, by getting this contract, though, he doesn't start to, you know, as we see with some guys, you know, get complacent or you know regress because, like, oh, I, you know, got my big payday, time for me to, you know, rest, you know, rest on my laurels type thing. Um, I hope this guy continues to stay, stay hungry and, and corner in the NFL has got to be one of the toughest positions right. to play. Mm-hmm. I think in, in today's NFL where they're, right. you know, it's throwing it all over, league. you know, throwing it right. all over. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think it's gotta be one of the toughest positions to play, but, uh, you know, outside of, you know, Cowboys get this deal done, but man, they got, <laughs> they got some players. They got to lock down here. Mm-hmm. They got CD lamb, you know, their star wide receiver yeah. that's due for an extension. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, you know, will be eligible next year for for an extension. Zach Martin holding out now. Right. Uh, Dak Prescott, again, is ready, could possibly be ready for another extension next year. Uh, And then even this year, their right tackle, Terrence Steele, is possibly due for another big, you know, extension. So they got some real crucial pieces, both offensively and defensively, that they have to get. You know, there's only so much money to go around. You know, you, you may have to cut your ties or, you know, somebody may be taking taking less money well they say that's why the cowboys are playing the slow game on zach martin who Mm -hmm. just a couple years ago signed a deal that made him the highest paid right guard in the league Mm -hmm. but now because the other ones have gotten more now he wants more right right it's i mean i don't i don't know you you live up to the deal you You sign playing the deal that's that that's driving me crazy too these days i mean i i know these guys want want to make the most they can make right and they have a limited time to play the game right on, honor your honor your contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All so. right. Um, well, on to a QB. Justin Herbert signed a big deal. Five-year, $262 million. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. This guy, he's, you know, he, he's looked good at times, but uh, for some of the, you know, the talent that he's had around him, he's only 25 and 24 as a right. starter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, he has been hampered by some injuries as the team overall had some major injuries to some of their star players. But, uh, you know, he, he had a good season last year. Threw for 47, 39, 25 TDs. And mm-hmm. Blew a three-touchdown lead in the playoffs. Yeah, right. and, and, that that's, and that's going to haunt him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see how, how this pans out for the for the Bolts. I yeah. Don't know. yeah, obviously uh, with this deal, based on, you know, average salary kind of over the next five years, he's currently the highest-paid quarterback in the, in the NFL, which, you know, there's another quarterback here locally, you know, that's down there in Cincinnati. Coming that, up real soon. Yeah, this guy, you know, he gets 260-some million. Joe Burrow's going to get, you know, 500. 500 million or, you know, whatever because he's done – not only have the stats been there for Burrow, but he's got the playoff success. He's got, you know, was right there at winning a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, comparing it to Herbert, who has only made the playoffs one time, blew a three-touchdown lead. Uh, you know, the stats are there. This guy can put up the numbers. He can sling the pigskin. But as far as team success goes, this Chargers team has not had, you know, not had the success that I think that they were hoping to have, um, especially with this was a, a team that when he, you know, got drafted by the Chargers, he wasn't coming into a bad situation. It wasn't a team that was, you know, horrible, that had won two games or, you know, three games in, in, in you know, a couple of seasons. This was a team that was – pretty decent already just was missing a piece. And that right. piece happened to be, you know, a quarterback and they found him, you know, here in Justin Herbert. But again, they haven't had much, much team success as a result of, you know, finding their, their franchise QB here. So, you know, it will be, will be interesting to see what they, what they do this season, obviously locking him down, you know, long-term, uh, you know, they did bring in, you know, a new offensive coordinator, you know, Kellen Moore from the Cowboys is now the new offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Um, you know, we, we saw what he was able to do in, in Dallas, you know, his, his offenses were towards the top or, you know, top five in the league as far as, you know, scoring points, you know, yards, you know, all that stuff, all the big stats that you look for in an offense. So we'll see what, what he can do with, you know, another fresh young, you know, young quarterback in, in LA and, you know, Herbert, uh, that, you know, has again, a lot of weapons on that offensive side, offensive side of the ball, you know, between, receivers you know mike williams keenan allen they even used their first round pick on the big big uh big receiver from tcu quentin johnson um and then obviously the versatile running back that he has at his side you know austin eckler that's a, a very versatile guy that can you know run and and you know be a dangerous thing out of the dangerous threat in the passing game uh so yeah this will be interesting but yeah big big deal for a guy that you know I, again the record and team success isn't there the stats i think are but you know, I guess it, yeah. What, what are you basing your contract on? And, and for me, the chargers are looking at, yeah, our team hasn't been good, but this guy, where would we be without, would we be even worse without this guy? Yeah, I oh, mean, I think there's no doubt yeah. they would be. I mean, right. three, three years, 14,000 yards, right. 94 touchdowns, only right. 35 interceptions. I mean, the, the guy's putting up stats. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think the, the biggest thing about this is San Diego did it early. Mm-hmm. So these other deals are just going to get bigger. Oh, yeah. So I Every mean, time. I think they saved themselves some money by doing it now because Bur- Burrow is going to get bigger. Right. Hertz is going to get bigger. Right. Mahomes will probably come back and ask for more after those. Right. So, I mean, the deals are just going to go they, through. Yeah, the and they did, anyway. yeah, like, and they did do a five year deal right. with him. Right. So, right. Yeah, right. I think that's, 
bodes well for them. Mm-hmm. If yeah, he, if he can keep those numbers mm-hmm. up. But you know, this is going to be. I mean, it, it's going to be tough. I mean, this this you know, uh, Herbert's in a in a AFC that you know has Patrick Mahomes, right. it has Lamar Jackson, it has Aaron Rodgers in it, it has Joe Burrow, it has Josh Allen, yeah. and, and, and it has Trevor Lawrence. It ha- you know the list of quarterbacks in the AFC is ridiculous. Right. So you know. Even in their own division, it's going to be tough. I mean, mm-hmm. you're competing against the Chiefs, the Raiders, you know, yourselves, the Broncos. You know, all those teams are, are, are tough, tough guys, tough opponents, even in your own division. That And that's not even looking at the, the whole AFC landscape. So, you know, definitely the pressure is going to be on Herbert that if he wants to, you know, continue to make this team successful and, and, and make the playoffs and continue to push for a possible Super Bowl, I think it rest, rests on his shoulders here, and, and mm-hmm. we'll see what uh, – what he can do, but he's really going to have to take next step, a real big, big jump having to compete against some of those other great quarterbacks that are in the AFC. Okay. Well, let's move on to some more football news. Let's put, we're going to break down the AFC North and uh, Colton, you got a couple teams you're going to do. So we'll let you start out. Yeah. I'll uh, start with, with the hometown team that the team up, up North there. I'll start with the, the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, last year this this Cleveland Browns team went went seven and ten. Uh, you know, finished last in the AFC North. Uh, you know, obviously missed missed the playoffs. Um, but you know, this was a this was a season that was somewhat overshadowed by you know all of the Deshaun Watson off season you know drama and, and even during the season and you know whatnot. Obviously, uh, you know they they traded away three first round picks and they gave Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed two hundred and thirty million dollar contract to be the next great, you know, quarterback for, for the Browns. Um, but, you know, had to sit out 11 games, 11 games last season, um, you know, brought, brought in Jacoby Brissett to, you know, try to keep the boat afloat if possible until Deshaun Watson could get back. But even when he got, even when Deshaun Watson got his chance to play and, you know, somewhat in week 13, he didn't look like the, is the same Deshaun Watson. There was clearly a lot of, a lot of rust there. I mean, a guy that hasn't, hadn't played in almost two years, uh, you know, came into the game and, and looked like a guy that hadn't played in two in two right. seasons. Uh, you know, obviously now has a full off season under his belt. You know, hopefully all the drama off you know off the field drama is behind him. Can really focus on you know having getting getting back to his former self because you know before all this happened, I mean this was a this was a quarterback that was top five in the league as far as stats and you know all that goes for for a QB. So this was a guy that was up there was was at the pinnacle. Um, you know, and, and, you know, off the field issues, you know, somewhat cost him a couple, couple seasons there, but, you know, I think this is a guy that, yeah, can make, can make the bounce back. And I think for the Browns sake, he has to Mm -hmm. to have, to have success, Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see what the, what the Browns can, can do. Uh, They, they brought in a couple of, you know, uh, speedy receivers on the outside. They, they traded for Elijah Moore um, from the New York Jets and then also brought in Marquise Goodwin, um, and then spent spent a draft pick on Cedric Tillman, who was, you know, one of the best receivers in college football, you know, last year for Tennessee. Uh, so they, you know, have have some weapons there for Deshaun to to throw to. And obviously he's got the big back and Nick Chubb to, you know, keep, you know, kind of keeping the pressure off of him a little bit or, you know, uh, lighten the load on, on Deshaun. But, um, you know, I think I think the difference for me is going to be is the defense revitalized enough uh, to, to, to really make a make a push. They did bring in. Jim Schwartz uh, as their defensive coordinator, who you know didn't have much success as a head coach, but as a defensive coordinator, he's had you know quite a bit of success wherever he's been. Um, so I think you know that that'll pay dividends for this Browns team. And 
you know, for me, I, I, I'm looking at the Browns, you know, looking at their looking at their schedule. I think this is a team that legitimately can go can go ten and seven, and and maybe even finish second in this division, um, and 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 you know, be a real shot to 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 you know make the make playoffs next year. So we'll see. Obviously, uh, you know, some some question marks, you know, at at the big position at QB, which is you know never where you want to have question marks. But I think if if Deshaun Watson can you know really show his former self or, you know, glimpses of his former self, I think this Browns team could be, could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt, uh, who you got? Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore Ravens, a team that went 10 and seven a year ago. That was good for second in the conference. Mm-hmm. They, they made the playoffs and actually almost had a surprising win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if Lamar off. Jackson wasn't injured, right, right. that could have been a completely different story against, right. against their conference rival there in the Cincinnati Bengals. Right, so, right. you know, a heck of a game that was. And, you know, this offseason, the, the Ravens just got better. You know, they re-signed Lamar Jackson. They extended Roquan Smith. They signed wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver Laquan Treadwell, yeah. uh, first-round rookie pick, wide receiver Zay Flowers. Right. They brought themselves some insurance at running back if J.K. Dobbins can't get back to form and Melvin Gordon, cornerback mm-hmm. uh, Rakia Sin, and linebacker, uh, third-round rookie linebacker Trenton Simpson. All these, all these guys are additions to this team that, it's going to make them more dynamic because mm-hmm. wide receiver, let's be honest, was their biggest flaw a year mm-hmm. ago. They, right. they had none. Right. Now they've got a stocked room mm-hmm. full of playmakers. So, you know, that's just got to spell great success for Lamar Jackson, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, subtractions, not much. Uh, defensive lineman uh, Calais Campbell and Tyson Brian Walker were two of the, the bigger names I saw. Mm-hmm. So with uh, looking at their schedule, I, I think they can go – Somewhere around thirteen and four. I got mm-hmm. September tenth against the Texans. I, I'm calling that a win. September seventeenth okay. at Bengals, a loss. Uh, twenty September twenty fourth against the Colts. I that's a W. October first at the Browns. I think they take the W there. Mm-hmm. October eighth at the Steelers. Always a tough place to play. I, I think they they probably lose that one. Mm-hmm. October fifteenth at the Titans. They've been struggling a little bit. I think that's a win. October twenty second versus the Lions home. I think that's a win. October 29th at the struggling Cardinals. I think that's a win. November 5th versus the Seahawks. I think that's a W. I think they end up sweeping the Browns actually November 12th. They're getting a a W there. I think they they split with the Bengals November 16th. I think they get a win Uh, at the Chargers. I think that's going to be tough. I think they they lose there at the the Chargers. Then they play the Rams at home. I think that's a W. They go and play at the Jags. That game could go either way, but I, I think that's a win. Then they have to play San Francisco mm. at San Francisco. That's that's tough for anybody. I think that's going to be a, a loss. Mm. Then they end with the the Dolphins, and I think that's a win. And they the Steelers. I think that's another win. Mm. So I, I think they could be good for thirteen and four. Could mm. possibly win the division yeah. or be fighting, fighting even for, for the first. top yeah. top spot in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well. I got the Bengals, and I got them going thirteen and four as well. <laughs> Matt. So something's gonna give there a little bit, but you know they they got a tough schedule. They, get, they start out the season at the Browns, and, and you know, and like Colton said, you know the Browns are kind of a big question mark right now. So mm-hmm. you know you don't know how that's going to go. And back to back weeks, right in the middle of the season, they play the Forty ers and the Bills back to back, and they end up. Uh, week 17 at a showdown with the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, we always so, know how those go. Which, you know, it, it could be good, could be bad. If they're already in control of their division, you know, you rest your starters, same right. things with the Chiefs. Right. You know, if they're in control, then, you know, that, that game 17 or that week 17 game doesn't doesn't appear that big. But, you know, it's that middle part of the season, that grind, I think, that's going to, you know, I guess prove what this Bengals team's made of right now. 
Uh, MGM has them as fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. behind the Bills, the Eagles, and the and Kansas City. You know, and they play the Bills and Kansas City, obviously. And then right behind the Bengals, the fifth best odds are the 49ers. So, you know, all teams that they have to play other than the Eagles. So, uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. I, to me, their biggest acquisition in the offseason was signed an offensive tackle, Orlando Brown, from Kansas City. Uh $31 million signing bonus and $16 million a year, six foot eight, 345 pounder, you know, offensive tackle to, you know, but you know, the big question, everybody in Cincinnati for a week now has been holding their breath, right. you know, yeah. uh, they still haven't taken a breath in Cincinnati, right. Right. you know, and there, and there, there's not a lot of news coming out. Right. Still saying calf strain, calf strain, which he had prior to being helped mm-hmm. off the field. He had a, a, had a calf, a sore calf that was, you know, sleeve on it or whatever. So I don't know. It just, obviously, if that's a lingering problem all season long, that's become a big deal. It scares me that we haven't heard more news. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the part that scares me Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, they haven't, they haven't really come out and said, yeah, this, this guy's good. He'll be ready for game one against the Browns. Um, You know, (laughs) Orlando Brown made his presence known the first day of training camp, got in a scuffle with, you know, they're all pro defensive Trey Hendrickson. And, mm-hmm. uh, but to give the guy credit, he apologized. Um, and I, cause I think he's seen a little different attitude than what he saw. He, he said that, you know, guys at the Spengals camp are going hard in training camp. And, you know, that was maybe something that was a little bit different for him. Yeah. Caught him but, by surprise a little but, bit. But, uh, he did apologize for it. He said, you know, I got to be a professional and, you know, I got to make, I'm the new guy here. I got to make myself you know, adapt to this team instead of the other way around. So, uh, you know, I think that's a big acquisition for them and protection for Burrow if, if he does, in fact, get healthy. But, you know, this team's an offensive juggernaut. Mm, you know, they, yeah. they got Jamar Chase. They got T. Higgins. Yep. They got Tyler Boyd. I mean, right. and, and the defense has been solid. So mm-hmm. I, I think the sky's the limit. I do look for them to go 13-4 and four mm-hmm. and win this division. Uh, I think, you know, the team that comes in second uh, gets gets a wild card as well because yeah. it, it is a tough division yeah, yeah. Uh, going forward because um, nobody knows what's going on with the Browns. Right. Uh, yeah, unless you're a Brown, then they're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, yeah, um, yeah. They say that every year. But, you know, and the Steelers, I, I think they're probably going to struggle again mm-hmm. this year, especially mm-hmm. in that – in that conference and that AFC North, but uh, I like the Bengals to win win the AFC North again this year with a thirteen and four record. Right, man. I think all obviously that all hinges on you know Joe Burrow playing, you know, Absolutely. being healthy. I mean, he's obviously that you know as many weapons as they do have on that offensive you know side of the ball, you know. It, this team's not the same if they don't have Joe no, Burrow under center. Um, so it will be, yeah, very interesting to see, you know, hopefully, you know, for the Bengals' sake, for Joe Burrow's sake, that, you know, he's he's all good to go. And it, even if it is an injury, he's only out, you know, a few weeks. Right, it's not, you know, right. something that keeps And they out. just need to give this – pay this kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just pay him. Yeah. yeah. Just get there shouldn't done. even be a negotiation. Whatever yeah. he comes in and asks for, <laughs> yeah. unless it's, you know, the ownership of the whole team. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Give the kid his money. Right. Yeah. He's he's done miracles. If you're gonna pay for that, if you're gonna pay, you know, Herbert that kind of money, right. yeah. you gotta you gotta yeah, pay you Burrow. gotta pay Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. There's no no question about that. But uh so yeah, I'll start then end it end it with uh, the final team in the AFC North, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, this was a this is a team that, you know, had a above five hundred record, went nine and eight, you know, finished third in the AFC North last year, but, you know, missed the playoffs, but was still in contention up until the, you know, kind of the last week of the, of the season. So, um, you know, 
to this to this day, uh, you know, since Mike Tomlin has been at the helm um, for the Steelers, he's never had a losing season in Pittsburgh. And that, that, you know that's that's hard to do that's for amazing. a guy that's been there for almost two decades. Right. He's like the longest longest tenured coach, right? In, in right. Football, uh, so. But you know, on the other side, they did miss the playoffs for the first time since 2019. So you know they they had a little streak going there as far as playoffs go. Um, and you know this was a team that they started off the season that with you know Mitch Trubisky at the helm for them before they finally gave the keys over to you know Kenny Pickett, the rookie QB that they drafted last year. Um, you know by Week four, they were already one and three. By the time they got to their week nine bye, they were two and six. So you're thinking, ah, yeah, this team's, you know, it's over. They're going to, you know, start, you know, planning for next season, you know, whatever. But after that bye, the Steelers team went seven and two after that, you know, after that bye. And like I said, we're still in the hunt to possibly make the playoffs going into kind of the last week of the the season. So, you know, I, I think this is a team that, you know, Tomlin has been known as a guy that just, you know, keeps fighting, never gives up. And I think that reflects in this mentality of this Pittsburgh Steelers team that, you know, no matter how good, bad, you know, whatever their season is or how good, bad their players are, they always just kind of keep, keep fighting, keep, keep it going. Um, You know, they did add a couple of, you know, a couple of players in the off season, Um, you know, quite a few guys on the defensive side of the ball. They, they brought in, uh, you know, cornerback Patrick Peterson um, and Chandon Sullivan, then they also spent a second round pick on bringing in, you know, you'll probably know the name, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, another corner that, you know, could, could help them out in a, in a division that's, you know, got some QBs in there, you know, between Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, you know, Deshaun Watson, you know, you gotta have, gotta have some corners that can play, you know, can play some defense and, you know, lock down some receivers there. Well, that's going to put Kenny Pickett under a microscope too, right, I right, think, right. you know, with those, other elite quarterbacks mm-hmm. absolutely in, in the NFL. and I think yeah that to me out of all the QBs probably in that division you know I I think Deshaun Biggest Watson will be be okay for this Steelers team to really make a big jump in this division it, it does rest solely on Kenny Pickett's development can he make the big jump from you know his rookie season where he had some mild success again you know Played, played like a rookie at times, but, you know, showed some flashes where he could be, you know, an elite quarterback like we saw in college. But for them to really compete in this division, he's really going to have to step his game up. I don't I don't know that the weapons are quite there for Pittsburgh right. to be able to do that. But, you know, sometimes that's, that's you know, to be an elite quarterback, you got to make, you know, make it, make it happen. Right? Enough yeah. make so we'll, we'll see see what, what he can do. Obviously a hometown kid or, you know, somewhat, you know, close by, obviously went to college at Pittsburgh. So, you know, he's got the fan base, got the fan base behind him. But, you know, I think this is a team that, yeah, they're just not enough weapons there. I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, they got, they got, they got talent there. Cause you know, all those guys that they added, let's not forget, they still got DJ or TJ Watt. They still okay. got Minka Fitzpatrick. They still got Cameron Hayward on that, you know, on that defense um, that are, you know, nasty guys at their respective positions. Um, so I think the defense is still going to keep them in ball games, but I just don't see enough progress on the on the offensive side of the ball. I think this is a team that can still win nine games, go nine and eight next year, but probably will finish at the bottom of the of the division and, and probably miss miss the playoffs for the second straight year and yeah. could potentially put put Mike Tomlin on on the real hot seat of, of potentially, you know, getting getting ousted, you know. Although I don't know 
what's out there that's going to be it's going to be out either, yeah though. right i don't know <laughs> i don't know that it's going to be anything out there that's any better right, than what's that what's going to be an upgrade right, what's going to be an upgrade the for them had success yeah again had never it. had a losing season since he's been in pittsburgh yeah. how do you how do you get much better than that i mean obviously it's won you know a couple super bowls in pittsburgh as well um you know so i, I don't know we'll, we'll see but yeah i just don't see enough progress on the offensive side of the board for this pittsburgh team to compete in a division that's you know super super tough yeah. uh, i think they still will get over the 500 mark but you know still will finish you know towards the towards the bottom uh, you know we'll finish in the bottom of the league in the division and you know probably miss miss out on a playoff berth just because the afc is so loaded with not only teams in their division but teams outside of that that have made some you know quite a bit of offseason moves so we All shall right. see what happens so it uh you know a, a tough division that yeah if you told me any one of these teams wins this division, I probably you know wouldn't wouldn't call you a liar. Be hard to bet again, right? Because it 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 really is could go could go any you know any way. Juro Burrow, like you said, doesn't get healthy or right. isn't a hundred percent. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, yeah, right. that could that could spell disaster for the for the guys in orange and black. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that's our show for tonight. We. Thanks for listening in tonight. Colton, do the honors. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening to Fired Up with your hosts, Colton Cow, Chief Rob Cow, Matt Cordes. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And, you know, if you want to hear uh, other topics for future episodes or, you know, you just got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to reach out to us on our different social medias. We do have an Instagram. You can find us at Fired Up underscore podcast. Or you can find us over on Facebook if you search for Fired Up comma sports podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com where you can find all of our past episodes and, you know, just a little bit of information about, about the show. Um, and you can find this episode and all of our past episodes on pretty much any podcast plat- podcast platform you can think of. Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. So all the big players in the podcast podcast game, you can, you can find us there. So appreciate y'all listening. And as always, stay, stay fired, fired up. up.